Hello guys, this is the After Dinner Podcast. Today we are with Megan, Nicole, and our special guest, Villamine, or Will. <laughs> By the and way... scene. <laughs> uh, we were doing the sound effects today for this podcast. You know, we just felt that adding a bit of a wine glass um, sound would really up the quality (laughs) so the thing is yesterday i recorded (laughs) with venta and flo and you will have already seen that episode go up but today we're recording the two of us and venta starts talking while we're trying to record (laughs) no respect towards art you know it's my summer project. Let me have it. <laughs> so if you hear any interruptions during the podcast, that's probably why. <laughs> because if you could see it right now, what we see is two essentially six-year-olds <laughs> on the couch <laughs> throwing pillows at each other. <laughs> Choking? <laughs> question mark. And like fighting with their legs, it's like World of World War Three over there. Yeah, it's like World of Warcraft. <laughs> <laughs> what were you gonna say? Yeah, I was gonna go. I don't know what I was going yeah. for. Yeah, but you know. Anyways, but today, yeah. oh, we should introduce Will properly. She's our third guest on oh. the After Dinner podcast. Um, should who should introduce her? Yourself, Nicole, or me? <laughs> I think you should introduce her, Megan, because you've known her for the least time. This is li- all I can tell why all like all of your friends because everyone has had the same idea. Megan, you introduce the person you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> this is the worst idea. Okay, but it's so that way. If not, I just I know Will like perfectly, and Will has lived with Will her whole life. <laughs> so I have lived with myself. Yes, indeed. <laughs> um. So Will is, um, Dutch. But she grew up in Malaysia. Well, sort of. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, that's why I said I shouldn't do the introduction. <laughs> like, you can't be mad if I get it wrong. I've only I've... lived two years in Malaysia. Okay. But that's enough. Abroad. I grew up abroad. That, okay, you grew up abroad. That sounds really posh. I grew up abroad. <laughs> hey. I went to international schools, actually. Actually, that's uh, not entirely true, but sure. Well, the, the, well, you can't keep throwing shit at my introduction when I don't know you. This okay, is I bullshit. Pub- I went to public schools abroad until I was like 12, 13, and then I went to international. Okay. So, you know, a combination of both worlds. Yeah. You get the best of both worlds. And you rock out the show. You get the best. Okay. Yeah. Today we learned a special sound effect that you make with your wine glass. (laughs) You just like lick your fingers, and then you go around the edge, and it starts like vibrating. Because we love (laughs) we love vibrating and vibration. So guys, I made this (laughs) change of topic briefly. But talking about vibrations, on that note, ha! Hey. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> because this is a note, you know? I'm on this note, the vibration. <laughs> this is like the most horrible pun ever. Okay, 
Cyberpunk Tuesday, I did this workshop where I had to learn how to make like an e-textile mask, right? And in this mask, it's like, like I assumed we'd learn how to like light it up and how to like, you know, maybe how make it do a sound or something. But instead, they gave me a motor that you can amp it up so that it'll vibrate and you so, can sew it into your mask. She has a porn mask, face mask. Is what we're saying. <laughs> so, it has multiple functions. Oh, it's but supposed exactly. to protect you and give you pleasure. But I think. <laughs> It's God. the best type also, of protection you'll on ever travels, get. On our travels to the summer house, we found <laughs> out that Nicole also has a vibrating bag. No, well, because, because Nicole, okay, context. Nicole has, like, half of her sh- head shaved, um, and she brought her, like, shave, like, the shaver to... My razor. Her razor, yeah. but, <laughs> like, razor. electric razor to shave off, like, the trimmings because she oh, needed, man. like, a good shave down. And I had it in my bag, and we were at a bus stop, and I'm like, It's guys. a very sensitive razor, you know? And I was like, guys, like, what's that? Like, what the fuck is, like, moving in my bag? And I opened it, and I was like, what, Nicole, why, why is something vibrating in my bag? And then we were like, and Everybody then was like, uh, Nicole, did you bring a vibrator? <laughs> you I bring like, your obviously, sexual... Obviously, I left my vibrator at home, guys. Yeah, I mean, we I was tempted to bring mine, but then me. I was like, maybe not. You know, well, you so. have a roommate. <laughs> That's why I decided not to take it with me. Imagine I'm trying because I, I go to bed before Will. So imagine I'm like, okay, good night. I just do, mm, and just. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I was also like, oh, I'm tempted. I haven't used it in a while, but then I was like, I'm going to be sharing a room most yeah. likely. This is going to be weird quickly. Yeah, that's why I didn't bring mine. <laughs> so instead, I brought my electric razor that also vibrates. And I, I got a face mask kit that I can turn into a, a vibrate, vibrator, a basically. A mobile vibrator. Yeah, for your face. I think it's a very useful piece of technology like to have. Or Maybe. Like, why we, would you want a mask that vibrates? I don't understand either. But apparently, it's like a, the type of motor you have like in a, your computer. So, but my computer doesn't like vibrate like that. Now you're trying to type the whole. Well, but you're you you're not. But you, I mean your phone. But your phone does vibrate Ooh. when it's on like vibrating mode. Mm-hmm. Does, 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 and the whole house yeah, shakes. Why would the fuck we want that on your mask? I don't know. It just <laughs> it was a, a cool concept, except the execution was great. flawed. Also, Flo and Benta have resorted to grabbing people's glasses, mm-hmm. other than their own, and put them on backwards. <laughs> Like upside down underneath their noses. <laughs> and they're just giggling to themselves. This is an interesting Guys, choice. Get get <laughs> this is a professional podcast. <laughs> yeah, we're trying to get we the best tell. audio quality. Uh, yeah. But you know, I think that the reason we're here is because you wanted to ask the professional university students some questions. Oh, yeah. This is part really two. Pee. Oh, fuck. <laughs> well, it's a bad time to say that, but... Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. You if can you really need break to... and I can answer some of the first questions. Okay, I'll be back in like 10 seconds. I have a very fast toilet door. <laughs> every episode gets more and more chaotic. I want to like the more I progress, the more I try to like think of things to talk about, and the more fucked up it ends up being. But okay, yeah. So yesterday we had part one of yeah. ask Megan asking 
college students questions about college. Exactly. It's a very long title. <laughs> but this is part two. Um, also, Nicole and Will go to the same university as Flo and Benta. Correct. <laughs> who are currently laughing on the couch. But, you know, Will and I do different majors than Flo and Benta. Because um, I'll give a quick introduction. I'm also a second year, but I'm a political philosophy and critical theory student. Well, actually, now you're so, a third year. Yeah, I finished. I Today, I finished my final work for my second year of college. So Woo-hoo. technically, we are all now third years. Isn't that insane? It's insane. But it's I was just saying year. that I am a humanities um, major. I and am you? an inter... Uh, inter um, Disciplinary major. So I do sustainability, which is a mix of politics, economics, and biology. Nice. Essentially. Which is really cool. Sustainability, the whole concept of it. My mom tried to push me to study that, and I was like, I hate the Uh, sciences. (laughs) I love the sciences. I think politics and sciences are, like, my favorite. Economics is just interesting, I think. Like, yeah. That's good information to get. Yeah, it helps, like, inform decisions, you know? So, once again, I have not written down any questions, but so, I didn't ask them the half question that I had written yesterday, but I think it's, like, very, like, deep and dark. Deep and dark. Yeah, uh, like, it might, it might trigger, like, somebody, or it might make you think that I'm, like, having doubts, but I'm not. But the question is, did you ever doubt the career you picked or the college you picked, and how did you, like, if you did how do you realize no it was a good choice or do you just think no it's still a mistake but i can't back out <laughs> uh, i don't think uc is a mistake for me i think i was already quite set on going back to the netherlands for university um and then uh, i found out about university colleges because i was very unsure about what i wanted to do as a study like what i wanted to study so i found out about university colleges and i was like oh, i can study everything i don't have to choose <laughs> so i t- did that and then i really wanted to, i was also doing art at the time and i was very much debating whether i wanted to do art school or like say academic and then erasmus you know, like the uc we go to yeah no it already <laughs> came out okay yeah. uc went uh, does a double program with the art school nearby <laughs> so i was like oh that's great i'll do that so basically i was already sold on the uc so i applied for that it was the only university i applied for like the only one mm. and i got in but I applied early, so if I didn't get in, I could still apply to other. Mm, so it was okay. like a... But I got in. And then, uh, but I didn't get into the art school, which made me very sad. And then I was like, do I still want to do the university college? But then in the end, I decided to stick, stick with it. Yeah. So at no point you've been like, oh, shit, what, what did I do? Or like just a moment where you're like, oh, I could have ended up somewhere else. Why didn't I think of that now? Like, I'm happy, but... I think at one point I was like, oh, why don't I go to like Paris or like Rome to like study art? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think more because it's like a romanticized kind of thing. Mm. But I think I am happy in the end with my choice. Yeah. That's a solid answer. Yeah. I really much enjoy my major. And I think that just doing art, and though it would be a lot of fun, and I think I would really enjoy it at the same time, I think I would also miss the academic stimulation of yeah. like yeah. thinking about things. And I feel. UC has opened up a lot of mental doors. Like, a lot of realizations that I was like, whoa, I didn't even think about that would even be a possibility or that I would, there's even such a layer 
beyond my initial thinking if that makes any sense yeah i get what yeah. you mean because like i also like i know for climate uh, for sustainability you have to take the course climate crisis mm. um and i took it as well and when i took that that just adds like a whole new perspective to your i think like uh mental process you know yeah. and your just thought process um so it definitely yeah i think going to university is very useful no, um, not that. But I but <laughs> that no. was not even the question. No, I know. <laughs> but that's what I was getting to the next thing where it's like I definitely have had doubts. Um and I think it's partly because I am a humanities student and just all my courses are basically like what are we even doing here? You know? Like are we even thinking of the correct thing, you know, or are we even making the type of impact we're supposed to do are we studying what we should study i don't know it's very sometimes i feel it's either too abstract or it's too just shocking and jarring and i feel like i just want to become a bartender for the next 30 years of my life that's nice yeah that's nice so no but it's i i definitely agree with you will because it's like and i was talking to other friends as well like i i think even though i enjoy let's say working at a restaurant i enjoy more like more um not academic jobs mm-hmm. i also just i don't think i could do without the academic stimuli yeah so yeah uh, they're currently taking photos on the couch with their feet <laughs> Uh, and there will be giggling <laughs> and now their feet look like a heart or i don't know what this is oh my god <laughs> this is okay what is this? this is a bit insane we have talked about and we talked about this yesterday people walking in on us can easily assume several things about us if someone walked in right now they'd be like why are three girls sitting very chill with wine talking to a phone and the other two taking pictures with their feet it's a very questionable behavior, I got to say, but you know. Yeah. Um, but that's nice. Yeah. Anyways, um, next question. Um, and I'll think of one in the spot. <laughs> Actually, no. What do you want to know? What do you want to know? I want to know um, what are tips for like living a, like far away from family for the first time, like alone. Because both of you, like even though you're Dutch and you have family here, you, it's not like you're in contact with them every day. You no. just live in a different city, do your own thing. And yeah. you definitely, Nicole, moved far, <laughs> far, far, away. far away. Far away. Yeah. Do you want to go? Um, yeah, so the first year I lived here, my parents were living in Asia. So that was definitely an adjustment. Especially the first year when you miss like birthdays and stuff because you're used to mm-hmm. since the day you've been born you were always there for your mom and dad's birthday you were always there for your brother's birthday you know it's like a weird feeling of not being there anymore yeah which was something to get used to um but i think that like keeping regular contact with the per- like them and then also just you know um like living alone you got to get used to like doing like i feel for me i was very used to my mom I mean, I cooked as well, but like getting like getting used to having to take care of yourself every single day was definitely an adjustment to make. Yeah, you can't just like sit on the couch and just expect food to appear. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> you know, you have to be a little bit more responsible. But I think we're still in a privileged position where we're not responsible for that much yet. Yeah, definitely. Okay, that's nice. Mm-hmm. Thank you, <laughs> Nicole. Um, no, I am like interested, but I'm like taking it in. 
Yeah, because I also think it will be different considering the country I'm going to, the sort of place I'm going to live at. Because you guys all lived together the first year, like yeah. everyone who entered the University well, College. Which really helped. And you had both Dutch and international people there. Whereas I'm going to be in a place of only international students, and the Swedish students live on their own. Yeah. And, well, the European students all live on their own. The only ones who live inside this are Asian, African, or American. Mm-hmm. Or, I guess, Aust- Oceanic, you know. Oceanic. Yeah. Australia. 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 <laughs> Australia. Down under. Shrimp on the barbecue. Wow, um, really on the barbie. On the barbie. But, like, I think... I think you'll still cope really well because what coming from the same family, what I have, what I think at least is that the fact that let's say our dad just was more frequently gone than there, um, because of work, and then just how our family dynamic was, we were just already I feel in high school quite independent. We had to have a job, and we had to cook for ourselves, and we had to take care of our baby brother and stuff like this. Like this just helps you have a more like independent mentality and helps and helps you like move somewhere else and we both took like a high school gap year before going to university yeah which really gives you that gives you like a safety net to experience all the homesickness before college yeah you know so you're with a lot of people and you're with a close group of like a close community and And you know that that everything is going to be, like, quite safe. And there's a lot of, like, backups to yeah. help you, you know, f- with, deal with homesickness and stuff. So once I got to university, like, my gap year even helped me. I met some friends from Belgium. Mm-hmm. And they picked me up from the airport. And they helped me settle in and all this. Um, and it's just, I think, about when you get to the new place, just being open, you know? Yeah. Like, being... Like, my neighbor just rang my doorbell because he heard I was playing Spanish music on the first day I was there. And you just chat up with them, you know? Mm. And then we ended up really good friends and we'd share dinner, like, together for the first two, three months while we met other people. And just those type of safety nets since the beginning are the best way to go. Like, even if they're friends maybe you don't keep um, Mm. afterwards, you still value those friendships and, like, care about each other. Yeah, exactly. Even afterwards, you're you're just friends in a different level, right? Mm -hmm. Because you kind of just helped each other through, like, the tough spot of moving to a new place for the first time. Yeah. Mm. That's how I feel. It's just... Cool. I think the key is don't be alone your first months in college. Even if you feel awkward and even if you feel like you don't click and stuff, you just need that social contact since you the beginning. You just force yourself into... Yeah, it feels... Because it forces yeah. you to like make contact with people that... And then even if you don't become friends with them in the end, you do make friends like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Like eventually my neighbor, since he was super, super social guy... Um, like I became really good friends with his girlfriend that, that was, that was in another university in another country, but she'd come frequently. And then he just invited a lot of people over for dinner and I'd always kind of meet them and I'd eventually like meet Will and Flo and Benta and, you know, and that just, because of the doing this, you meet (laughs) the people you really like click with, you know? Yeah. But if you don't put yours, you don't make yourself uncomfortable since the beginning, I think then you just end up uncomfortable for a longer time. Okay. Of course, that's hard to say because like some people are quite introverted, but yeah. Yeah. 
I think there are some people who like make it work where they're super introverted and they only meet like some people and then slowly but surely they kind of meet yeah. their people. But I think it's like essential you you at least have one or two people of contact, you know, since mm-hmm. the beginning. Because that's kind of what I had and then it starts growing up from there. Yeah, it's like snowballs from there because yeah. they know people and then you get to know them and then they know And then people. you know other people and you introduce them to them. Mm-hmm. And just, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that way you kind of start to figure out who your friendship group is going to be. Yeah, Totally. Oh, cool. Okay, we should chug water and then I'll ask the next question. <laughs> so, here's the thing. Today we have someone who is bound to dethrone me. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know about dethroning, but I'm going to try my best. Wait, I need to take a yeah. Will Will uh, is very good at chugging. Flo and Benta have been waiting. Well, mostly Flo has been waiting to see the how this goes down. So, the thing is, usually I'm I like go nervous. first. <laughs> It's tradition that I go first because I've been forced into that role. Okay, you can go first. <laughs> but if you want to go first, no, no, I'm no, more no. than willing to give it up because I never agreed to that. <laughs> I think you need to go first, Megan. Okay. So, so I feel. I feel, I feel you're still. Coming. I feel you're still gonna like win from me. I think it's it's gonna, it's be, gonna close, be close, but I feel like you here? have had more training in this. Like you've oh, been doing you the most. We've been doing like what five, six podcasts now. How many? This, this honestly might be like the. Yeah. Plus, Megan is a low key alcoholic. So yeah. So like, I'm not, <laughs> and I have not been having podcasts where I'm chugging. So I'll try my best. <clears throat> okay, but are you ready? Yeah, count me down. Okay, three, two, one. <laughs> three eleven. Very nice. Three eleven. Okay. 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 Are you ready? Oh, well, we have to write this down. Three eleven. I moved it, but it was three eleven. Okay. Yeah, I was witness to the to the three eleven. To the three eleven. Nice. I'm uh, gonna be completely demolished, guys. Normally, I have like Linda or Vesna to feel better about yeah. myself. Do I go first? But or you go first. I'm really you, nervous. I think you need to go, Will. Uh, you literally chugged one yesterday <laughs> while we were chugging just to because you wanted to. How are you nervous now? Because now there's pressure on me to <laughs> actually get recorded. this recorded. Okay. Okay. Ready? Three, two, one. Oh, she beat me. Whoa! Three, three seconds, guys. Uh, exactly three whoa. seconds. <laughs> Megan, you need to cut off eleven milliseconds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my stomach is like protesting. <laughs> it's like you've been drinking too much water and wine. <laughs> okay, guys, yeah, I'm so impressive. afraid. When tell me when to start. Yeah. Three, two, one. <laughs> okay, I I got a oh, roll and then I fucked it up. Six twenty-two. That's mm. good. That's good. That's still really fast. That's the thing really- is, six <laughs> is like still a very fast time. It's just that Will and I have an issue. Okay, well, so I will tell you a really funny story about chugging because I am kind of known for my chugging abilities. So I am, um, there's an international student association here at, uh, well, here in Rotterdam, uh, that was set up a year or two ago. It's kind of died down now because they haven't really done much with it, but it was just starting up and my friend Fia was part of the board. So she kind of dragged me into it and I was like, yeah, sure, let's do it. So we have initiation because Dutch 
<laughs> Dutch uh, student associations are like that and uh, hazing. And uh, the more established ones are more intense. They have like a whole week or like 10 days where you're like put in the middle of nowhere, like tense. And then they wake you up Sheesh. at random moments and you have to do all random shit. It's pretty intense. I've heard from friends that it was like, wow, uh, not my thing. But, you know, we had a hazing. It was two days long. We didn't over, like stay over in a tent or anything. We just went, we're allowed to go home. But nice. we did a lot of drinking. And so <laughs> we had to do all these like dumb shit. And then if we messed up or we came last, you know, there's like competitions. We had to like, our, our group came last. So it's mm-hmm. not just you, it's your whole group. Then you had to chug a beer. And one of them was like chugging a beer. Like you could see the fastest. Yeah. And so we, we were split up between girls and boys because the boys were doing mm-hmm. like actual fighting kind of stuff. And us girls just had to do like weird, like um, kind of like weird ways of crawling from one end to the other. Like just dumb shit, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we had to chug. And then so all the girls were in a circle and they were like, three, two, one, chug. And then I was like, okay. And I just like full on chugged my whole beer. And then I like finished and I look around and every other girl like chugged the first two sips and then was just like sipping on it. And they were like, oh, it's too hard. And so then I started getting the title of this chugging person, you know, they were like, whoa, we'll actually full on chug this thing. So then I couldn't come on the first day, like the kind of, we had a scavenger hunt or something. I couldn't yeah. come on the first day because of a family emergency. So I was like, oh, like, sorry. And then like a couple months later, they were like, well, you weren't there for the whole thing. So we have to, you have to do an extra challenge. And I'm oh, really, shit. really, really bad with names. You can tell me your name three times and I will still forget your name. It's not because I don't like you. It's not because you're not a great person. Mm-hmm. It's just because I'm bad with names. Yeah. <laughs> so they knew this. Well, Fia knew this. So she told the board. And so there was this, uh, that was my challenge. They had to point at anybody in the group and I had to tell them their name. And if I didn't know their name, I had to chug a beer. Oof. Just like that went so badly. I was chugging down five beers and I, there was still plenty of people and I didn't know. And then they were just like, and every time I chugged a beer, everybody was like, whoa, another one? And I was just chugging them down like really easily. Like, <laughs> sure, another one. And everybody was just there looking at me in amazement. I'm like, what the fuck? And then in the end, after like the sixth or seventh beer, they were like, okay, that's kind of enough. <laughs> you don't know anybody's name. So the national, well, the national drink, the, the, the student association drink is absinthe. So as punishment for not knowing anybody's name, I had to take a shot of absinthe. Ew. And then, and then because uh, Sander is one of the guys on the board, and he was like, what's my name? But I was like, at this point, I was so tipsy. I, I was like, Sam? <laughs> and he was like, <laughs> no. And so I had to take another absinthe shot because I didn't know his name. And then after, like, after the whole challenge was done, everybody was patting my back. I was like, you're so good at chugging. I was like... <laughs> I have this new notoriety. <laughs> you know no one's name, but at least your chugging skills are up to par. Yeah. 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 Priorities. Tack. Tack. So that's what you need in college, Megan. Yeah. You need, you need epic skills. skills. You need epic skills. Well, you need, that's you need, why we're here. You need a skill. You don't necessarily need chugging skills. You need a skill that people just know you for. Yeah. No, but uh, I think I did a pretty good job of asserting my uh, drinking dominance in the uh, Danish high school that I was. Like, people just knew I was a drunk person. They also knew I was a person who was willing to drink anything that was put. Like, people would come up to me and be like, I'm going to take a shot, but, like, I'm really nervous at taking shots. And I was like, oh, come on, don't be a little wuss. And so then I'd be like, okay, you take a shot, and then I'll take a shot. And they're like, no, no, no. And I was like, okay, fine, I'll take a shot, and you take a shot. And they're like, no, no, no. And I was like, fine, I'll take a shot, you take a shot, and I'll take a second shot. And literally, by the end of the night, I will have, like, taken... 20 shots and everyone that had taken a shot with me was 
blackout drunk and I was just standing like, well, are you guys okay? <laughs> you, you need help. <laughs> you, you all need like to better alcohol tolerance. I get oh why God. you don't want to take the shot. But yeah. So I think I have a pretty... I also have... Uh, my other party trick is uh, turning my arm 360 degrees. Yes. Oh my really, God. really, really creepy. And no, it don't show it again. Creepy. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a party trick that should be kept um, secret, at least for the time being. <laughs> I think it's actually, sh- like, pretty cool. I think yeah, it's but cool, also but you, you should probably come dislocate up with that, your like, shoulder slash elbow. You know? Possibly. That's a good well, I, but I don't do anything with my shoulder. It's completely on my wrist. The so effort. Well, just, you know, just be careful. But yeah. anyways, you had at least one more question for us. What's another something? I forgot the question. <laughs> Are you already well drunk? Yeah, I'm tip. Ha ha ha, guys! I'm so tipsy. <laughs> oh, the thing I have is whenever I'm tipsy, I keep on saying, "Oh my god, I'm so tipsy," and then when I'm drunk. Every 10 minutes, you'll hear me say, I'm so fucking drunk. <laughs> like, that's my thing. <laughs> because I, like, forget or, like, I don't really realize. And then I do something dumb. And then my brain is like, girl, you're so dumb. You're so drunk. And then I have to say it out loud. Like, like oh, I'm oh. so dumb. I'm so drunk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's, like, yeah. That's, like, telltale sign that I am tipsy slash drunk. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let me think about what the question was. Oh. Okay. So I've I- heard. I can't, uh... Like, I think I've felt what I'm going to describe before, like, in high school. But I think it's going to be a little bit different when I'm in college because the workload is different. But I've heard that sometimes you can just kind of get, like, student, like, not depression, but just kind of, like, burnout. Burnout. And, like, what do you guys individually, like, not what would you say, like, in a general thing. Like, what are little things that you guys do to stop burnout. So, yeah, you can say general things like, okay, I'll stop myself. I won't go to a class or something like that. Com- I do want to hear that. But also, like, if you say, like, oh, I treat myself out to eat somewhere. And yeah, help you or something like that. Like, what are things that I I could feasibly also, like, little things do that cheer you guys up that could maybe also cheer yeah. me? Well, I have, like, in our, in our house we have a bath. So taking a bath is nice. It's, like, kind of like an mm. evening where you read a book. Just, like taking out time for yourself and it's very hard because especially i find it very hard because then on my mind i'm like i still have to do this 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 and this and this and this, and this. especially with uc which is just a wild ride from a to b yeah <laughs> like it's just crazy and you feel like you can never stop but then sometimes you're just like i kind of got to like i think just knowing when even though you have a lot of stuff to do just to take some time for yourself whether it's to go shopping and buy something nice for yourself or to go out for dinner with your friends or to take out takeout or mix yourself a nice meal or take a bath or take spend a night reading a book or whatever yeah just to check in with yourself i feel yeah. it's very important also like have I mean, this is not my favorite thing, but also do some exercise. <laughs> I always, like, have moments where I'm like, yeah, let's do it. And then, like, a week long, I'm, like, super, doing super, I feel super fit. And I'm doing so much workouts. And I'm like, yeah. And then the next week, I'm, like, so not feeling it. Yeah. <laughs> but overall, after, like, some a little bit of exercise, even if it's, like, a 20-minute walk around the block, it just makes you feel kind of rejuvenated. That makes sense. Yeah, totally. And, okay, and you, Nicole? Like, the thing is, I have multiple coping mechanisms that I use because what I I know that I need to have a very planned. Like I'm a, I'm a very let's say I try to plan out well everything I do 
to avoid burnout. So I try, my strategy is always to like see beforehand when I'm going to be stressed and make sure I just adapt myself to that time period, you know, like not let it come on me. And then I'm like, what the fuck do I do? Because, Keeping a planner. Yeah. Well, I actually don't keep a planner, which oh, is, might okay. not be great. You should keep a planner. <laughs> but it's more like when I know I have a job and when I know, like, I know I have a job and I know I have schoolwork to do. And I also know I want to see friends and I want to do these other stuff. It's just really about prioritizing what's important for you and really scheduling it well in your itinerary so So i know (laughs) yeah but like just like kind of mentally as well like i know that when i'm super busy with schoolwork and with um my job i don't feel i I don't enjoy seeing my friends as much or i don't enjoy partying as much or this type Mm -hmm. of stuff so instead i just minimize certain things so that i'm happier with other stuff um, but like on a more micro scale, what helps me in like, cause it's, I always have like two, three days that are really intense and I just try to get over it. And then what just helps me is I smoke a cigarette and drink a beer. And that is just like your thing. My, yeah. it's it re- like, at least personally for me, it really helps me. Like I don't socially smoke as much, but it's more like a de-stressor for me. Mm-hmm. So yeah. one or two cigarettes and then a beer is always like helps me relax so much. And then it yeah. just makes me feel comfortable to like talk with my roommates and stuff for a while and then go back to work kind of like reset. Yeah, yeah. but you don't necessarily have to depend on substances or like yeah. smoke or something. Like it can be anything. Like it can be like having a wine or a coffee or like just taking some time for you just yeah coffee breaks are really nice i do that with my roommate a lot because we study especially now corona we studied a lot together yeah so we would what you just i think what's super important is like resets like small resets Mm -hmm. is what keeps you going when you're just under a lot of pressure to get shit done yeah because i feel like the way i work is i don't procrastinate but the thing is i know that as soon as i start something I have the tendency to not stop until it's completely done. Yeah. And what happens is that works when it's like smaller things or things that won't take me that long. But if I have to study for like a final test, I'll sit down for like eight hours straight and Mm -hmm. study. And I'll give myself zero breaks, like literally no bathroom breaks, no nothing, because I always just have the mentality of like, okay, let me finish this chapter and then I'll go do it. And then I finish that chapter and it's like, oh, well, what's one more page? What's one more until I'm done? And then I'm like, okay, I'm starved. I have to pee. Mm-hmm. I have to shit. <laughs> yeah. Like everything yeah. No, but that combined. was me as well. Yeah. But I've learned overall that to notice my body signals of when I'm being less productive, because I notice that if I am spending too long on one thing, even though in your head, you're like, I need to keep going. I just noticed my productivity about like how fast I can read or how much knowledge actually stays in my brain. It's just deteriorating the more I go on. So like every hour I just have to take a break because otherwise it just goes downhill. And like mm. just like also I noticed that I'm better at waking up early and working rather than staying up late. Yeah. Because the later I get I just get tired and then you just want to keep going because you're like I'm so close to the end I need it. But like at the same time I just it takes me an hour to read what normally takes me like 30 minutes yeah yeah plus i think just i think as much as it sucks saying it and everyone's like oh procrastinating is great yada yada doing everything last minute that's amazing but then at the end of the day like when i procrastinate and stuff yeah it gives you so much stress and i also like i've i have 
like you develop certain morals or certain like values for yourself right mm-hmm. and for example in my first year i used to be very strict about the amount of money i spent on groceries right mm-hmm. so i tried to always make meals that were less than two euros or stuff like that you know mm-hmm. and i tried to really limit my alcohol consumption or i tried to limit this or i, I just tried to really keep myself healthy mm-hmm. but also stuff like as like you know like vegan and uh like will and i well now will is vegan and i am semi-vegan <laughs> i am in an attempt zone here but it's just like the second you get super stressed you just throw everything out the window right mm-hmm. and i'm like oh it's fine if i have an egg or it's fine if i eat this or it's fine if i do that spend more money or- exactly and then that ends up just making me feel shittier in the long run than the momentary pleasure that gives me because i because while like yes a really really nice beer or this really nice omelette made me feel good in that moment Mm -hmm. afterwards i'm just like but i sacrificed my values because i couldn't manage myself Mm -hmm. well so it's always like so it's finding a balance between treating yourself when it's like about treating yourself rather than just treating yourself because you didn't know how to take care of yourself in the moment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It shouldn't be like a reward for not being able to maintain a schedule. Exactly. Yeah. Totally. Like I, I am very guilty of procrastinating too much. And I think what really helped me is a planner. Mm-hmm. Like the first time I planned everything out for the quad, like first day of the quad, you get all your like due dates so like mm-hmm. when stuff are due so i like wrote it on my planner and already like the last two weeks there was so much to do at the same time mm-hmm. i was already getting stressed because your body's just so used to like not i was I, I, my mind was just not used to thinking so far ahead so in, in my head i was already thinking about the last two weeks and like just thinking about that just put my mind already as if i was there yeah and i was getting so stressed about it and then i talked about it with my <laughs> now ex but at the time my boyfriend and he was all like just calm down like you know it's like eight weeks away like (laughs) it's not that bad and also just helps you to like already think ahead of like okay i know that then i'll be super busy so all the fun stuff like going out i should prioritize in the times that i'm not that busy yeah so that i can like balance out fun with work and also just that i know like especially with group projects because sometimes you're like oh the two days in a week but with a group, it always takes f- forever more longer than you expect. Yeah. <laughs> and so you just know that, okay, wait, I, in my planner, I can see that it's due in like a week and a half. I should already message the group being like, yeah. hey, when should we meet to like have a discussion about what we want to do? Like just mm-hmm. stuff like that really helped me being able to like reduce my procrastination. Yeah. And I think on that note, I think another like really like tidbit that I wish I would have been told is that... When you're stressed or when you don't think you can make a deadline or when you really don't understand something, even if it's minimal, just email your tutor. Yes. Like the worst thing. Exactly. Because worst thing they do is just tell you to fuck off and that's it. And then, Mm. but normally they'll just be like, oh yeah, don't worry. I can give you either an extension or hey, here's, here's some resources, resources that you can use or okay, what's this problem? And that just the security of knowing that there's someone there to kind of help guide you. Mm-hmm. is very useful yeah and of course if you're going to a university where it's 300 400 students in a class then yes it becomes more complicated but there's always ways to kind of schedule a meeting with your uh with your teacher they usually have open hours yeah like exactly that. so i always recommend that when you feel stressed or when you're like okay really this class i just don't know what's up with it it's good to just meet your tutor in a more personal setting, even if it's via email, mm-hmm. just because that makes you more comfortable to be able to ask for these extensions mm-hmm. or for these 
um, these circumstances if something happens where you're just like, oh shit, I really yeah, need it. Yeah, and usually if you do it like three or four days before the deadline, it seems like you're on top of your shit. Yeah. Because you usually, most people spend like a week before like working on the deadline. And if you're like two, two three days into that week and you are starting to realize like, oh, I'm not going to get this done in time or something like that. Then you can just email them and you're like, hey, I've been working on it, but I just don't think I can get it done in time. You're still three or four days ahead of the deadline. So they're like, oh, like it's not last minute. It's not like the hour before the deadline or, yeah. the, you know, like, like the I morning know so off. many friends that they just didn't finish and they'd email them like at midnight when the deadline was due. Just like, hi, I didn't have time to submit it. I'm sorry. Can I get a day more? And then some of them would be like, yeah, of course. And others are like, oh, you get 10% less. And then others mm-hmm. are even just like, no, no, zero, reset it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's just better and to normally be on the it's side zero, of caution. Yeah. Because even if you can get it on that other date, to ask for attention beforehand, just in case you can't, mm-hmm. is better than not making the deadline. Yeah, exactly. So if you feel like, oh my God, there's so much going on, I have three deadlines in two days time, I don't know how I'm going to do this. It's better to say already beforehand to your teacher, like, hey, I have so much going on. I don't know if I have time. Can I get potentially get an extension? And then maybe get an extension, then on the day of being super stressed and then not being able to hand in something. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, well, yeah, building up relationships great. with tutors are great. Professors, they're usually very, like, they seem very, like, up there and start an affair with a teacher. Okay, I that's mean, a little intense. <laughs> But like, like yo, I have so many tutor crushes that I just have classes with them. I'm like, oh my god. Who are your tutor crushes? Your intelligence and like th- this We guy, don't say names. Okay. Remember. This guy whose name is, is not, not Robin. Robin. <laughs> <laughs> it's a joke we have. It's an inside we have. So this this guy <laughs> whose name Robin. is not Robin is just like this post-colonial teacher who's just super, super, super smart. But he's also just very, like, emotionally smart as well, you can tell. And very just invested in his students. And just such a nice conversation to have with him. So it's like a tutor crush. Yeah. And you know that if you email him, you'll get a really wholehearted response. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. You? No, there was um, a guy who works with SEALs. And his mm. name was oh. not Robin. I it's also Robin. had him. It's not Robin. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> I actually don't remember what his actual name is. I'll, I'll tell you later. But anyway, I had him for uh, research. Uh, we, oh, we're uh, in the same class together. That's yeah. why, yeah. With, uh-huh. with another friend of ours. I'm about mm-hmm. to say her name, but I'm not. <laughs> um, she's like super British and we were like sitting together and she's asking me about when I lived in Malaysia. And I was like, yeah, I lived there for two years. I lived in Kuala Lumpur, blah, blah. And, <laughs> and then he kind of overhears this and he's like oh by any chance do you know such and such and i was like uh yes we were like super close friends back in malaysia we had like so many classes together we mm-hmm. always had so much fun and she was also a dutch so like we were like the only two dutch kids mm-hmm. that like were actually like close friends all the other dutch people are very much like keeping to themselves i feel like it's a, a dutch thing when you're abroad you just don't want to associate with dutch people yeah <laughs> um anyway <laughs> Um, so yeah, we were also, we had the same haircut. We both had a pixie cut at the time and we were both like the same height and the same kind of body shape. So even her mom at one point from the back thought that I was her daughter. (laughs) We were so like, so people were calling 
me like her 2.0 you know um, but then anyway. this tutor so he knew her and he was like yeah like our family we're like super close like our families are super close i've known her from the day she's born la la yeah and so we kind of got close just on that like not cl- like you know we would just be able to talk in the in the hallways of like about random shit and i would ask him all about his seals and it was super mm. interesting all about his research and then so all the other girls were starting to like build crushes on him because he is quite young he was like 26 27 or something like that yeah and he was pretty good looking so everybody was like "Ooh, like who's this guy and i was like wait i have a personal connection with this dude like <laughs> better watch he's out mine, don't <laughs> he's mine don't touch him and then Ew. we were on like a climate oh protest God. and he was there and then one of her friends like went was like oh my god to him and he freaked out he like turned around he was like he like because it was like everybody was protesting and then this friend of ours just shouted his name super loud and he freaked the fuck out and he turned around and then he was like oh yeah meet my girlfriend and everybody was like shit (laughs) he's got a girlfriend SOS (laughs) damn it's too bad too bad yeah we actually were talking about this today that it's so weird when you have celebrity crushes because you're like I hope they're single and then you find out they're married or in a relationship and fuck like you had a chance with this <laughs> person like no one actually had a chance with this tutor but everyone was like no like oh, he's not available for us to fantasize about. like what the fuck yeah, yeah. But, but he's the sweetest person he's so nice yeah. and he's very into like ecology and, and stuff yeah which yeah. is straight up your alley yeah like sustainability like you know ecology yeah. match made in heaven yeah. well but well, on that note we should probably be finishing this podcast yeah i was about to say that it's... we're at uh, 45 minutes yeah and i'm gonna cut down some parts i think okay. just because you know make yeah. it more crisp, accessible easily read uh listenable listenable, <laughs> listenable. Yeah. but anyways guys um, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Yeah. Go check out our Instagram. It's the After Dinner PC. <laughs> and um, and what else? Oh, it's time to... Wait. Call it a day. Call it a podcast. Call, call it, it the, the After, After Dinner, Dinner podcast. podcast. Bye-bye, kids.